Is October real? Is Bitcoin really going to see an expansionary move in the month of October and for the rest of Q4? Or is this simply a fake out narrative? And are we going to see Bitcoin come down to that major 25k level and flip bearish for October and the rest of Q4? Well, in today's video, I'm going to dive into the data, which is giving us a telltale sign of Bitcoin's next move. And today I want to break down what the data is showing from historical past cycles to work out what we might do this October and beyond for the rest of Q4 2023. I've got the bullish case. I also had the bearish case. And then at the end, I'm going to present my argument, what I think may happen, as well as showing you what you need to know on the charts. So the first thing to note is the current Bitcoin structure that we're in. If you go into the monthly chart, you can see that we are currently wedged in the middle of a key range between the 25K region and the 31.5K region. And the real question investors are asking right now is, are we going to make a push up towards the extremity of the range high here, or are we simply going to come back down and October becomes one big fake out back down to the 25k region and then simply teeter on the edge of a breakdown? So I want to dig into the data now and look at what has happened historically to give us an indication as to whether we will push up towards the top of this range or down towards the bottom of this range. And of course, as Bitcoin continues to range, there are opportunities both on the long side and the short side. And of course, with altcoins as well to take advantage. The first thing I want to point out is that Bitcoin had a green September. It's one of the only times in Bitcoin's history that we've had a green September. And actually, four out of the five times Bitcoin has been green in September, we've seen continuation, bullish continuation into the month of October. So most of the time when we do have a green September, we also have a green October. As you can see here, four out of the five times have resulted in not only positive price performance in October, but also often that extends beyond into the month of November and December as well. And corresponding to that, we know that Q4 is Bitcoin's strongest period, we have a mean performance of for Bitcoin in, in quarter four of 93.38% compared to the other quarters, which are only 6%, 33%, and 4.67%. 60% of quarter fours end up bullish for Bitcoin. So that is obviously in Bitcoin's favor. What's also in Bitcoin's favor is the fact that last time Bitcoin finished up during September of a pre-halving year, as Rand points out, we had another 70% rally in the last quarter of that year that was back in 2015. And this is only a sample size of one, so you have to take it with a grain of salt. But the more encouraging data set here is that green September four out of five times has led to a green October. Um, and of course, Q4 is typically a good period for Bitcoin and October is typically a good period for Bitcoin. But coming in as the second most bullish month in Bitcoin's history on average behind November, which is by far the most bullish month in Bitcoin's history. So are we coiling up for an October and potentially an extension into an upvember uh, with November being a strong month? Well, there is definitely an argument for this. And I want to read this post by Game for One, which reads out October, a short story, which kind of pinpoints the reason why the market could go up in October. And he says, price up on a random October due to seasonality effects, as we just looked through the seasonal data before. This repeats one to two times. One of these may just be a random coincidence. Market participants learn a pattern and get programmed to believe up prices during the period, aka investors chasing positive returns during Q4. Due to lower market liquidity, the larger players are able to further accelerate this both with their reach and dollars. Of course, the liquidity and the volume in the crypto market is historically very low at the moment. Shorts who haven't realized this pile in, they get slaughtered. So essentially you see a short squeeze, which pushes prices higher. Higher prices create narratives 
projects start dropping news. This is where the altcoins come into the fray during October, causing news pumps, and it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. The sooner you submit, the better. Market doesn't care about you or your predispositions. It just ebbs and flows. So that is your strongest compelling argument for an October. The fact that it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. People look at the previous data. They know that things are about to turn. They know what's coming with the Bitcoin halving and the Bitcoin spot ETF, and they start to pre-position themselves, and then it kind of just self-fulfills from there as people pile in and risk appetite builds up. And of course, eventually you have a leverage flush, but there is a green period in the interim there where you see positive price performance. That is your most bullish scenario for an October. However, I want to present to you the bearish scenario. So some of the warning signs that this may not be the case before I give you my opinion and also how I would actually approach this um, as an investor and a trader. So Benjamin Cowan, of course, kicks off the bearish argument here saying that during the last three pre-halving years, Bitcoin has fell below its bull market support band in August slash September. We are in the clear because that didn't happen this August slash September. It only briefly happened. Um, However, I think the argument he made on his Twitter the other day is that this could be extended into October or November. The purpose of this correction is to flush out as many of the scams and cash grabs prior to the halving. No guarantee it happens this time, but certainly a strong possibility. What he's pointing out here is basically that in Q4 prior to a halving year, Bitcoin tends to break below its bull market support bands, as we saw in 2011, we saw this in 2015, we saw this in 2019, and we could potentially see it again now. That's basically him saying that, look, we do get these scares, even though we are in an uptrend, we do have periods of um, massive drawdowns. And these drawdowns can range from 24% in 2015, 37% in 2019, 26% um, in 2023, just taking the simple wedge price performance from the top of the wedge to the bottom of the range at around 21k. That would be a 26% drawdown uh, that would correspond to previous cycles. So that's the argument for the scare. Now, what would cause a potential scare in Q4? Well, I think if there is one potential headwind for crypto. It's definitely the supply overhang that's looming. You do have the Celsius liquidations to take place. You also have the US government Silk Road Bitcoin. There's still two tranches that they need to liquidate. You've got the Mount Mount Gox Bitcoin. You've got FTX. They actually haven't sold anything yet, we just found out. So they still have their Solana. They still have their Bitcoin. They still have their Ethereum to sell, as well as many alts now starting to hit their mid-supply curves. This is less of a factor than the first two, but it's still a factor um, in the market. And given the fact that demand by and large has dried up a little bit, the excess supply could have a considerable effect versus bullish and positive liquidity conditions. So that is your bearish argument. So we've looked at the bullish argument uh, because seasonality wise, Bitcoin performs really strong during these periods. That's undeniable. That is what the data is telling us. However, the data is also telling us that we can experience scares in Q4 of pre-halving years. This has happened in pretty much every single pre-halving year. And that combined with a couple bearish headwinds just gives you a little bit of a reason to tread cautiously. But what can you actually do as an investor? Well, there are pretty much two key levels that I'm looking at on the charts. And this will pretty much dictate whether I think there there will be a continuation of October or not. The first thing I'm looking at is the 200 simple moving average on the daily. You can see here that we got rejected off the MA at the end of August. We also just got rejected of of this moving average yesterday. So pretty much the last two times Bitcoin has tried to tip into bullish territory, we have seen a reversal. So until you get a confirmed break of the 200 moving average, you can still assert that Bitcoin is exhibiting bearish momentum. And despite 
despite the fact we are getting a higher low, you do want a break above to establish clear bullish momentum. Um, because even if it's not like explicitly bearish, sideways movement is not bullish either, right? It's sideways movement. And the longer we move sideways, the, the more bored and apathetic the market gets. So you really do want to see a break above if you want this October narrative to be fulfilled. And not just a break above, but you want to see a hold above. You want to see some substantial price action, which would come in the form of, let's say, one to two positive daily candles above this range to start confirming um, that next leg up to the 31.5k target. Because the last two times we've just seen deviation, two wicks here above this 200MA and then a, a daily close below. If you can't even close above, then that's showing that that's a significant level of resistance and the market isn't ready to go full bull yet. But in terms of the you know general structure, I think the horizontal levels are also just as clear. We have our key support level at the 25k region. We have our key resistance at the 30k region. So you've got your extremity here. You've got your extremity down lower. Um, and pretty much Bitcoin ever since the uh, midpoint of March, it's just been trading sideways in this range. So Bitcoin pretty much until it breaks the upper echelon here of this range or the lower echelon here, which is support at 25k, no big move is going to happen. So it really does need to break in order to have that expansionary move to the upside. And this might be even clearer on the monthly chart. If you want to kind of draw in your, you know, super ultra bullish scenario, it's pretty much we come up here, um, we test this level again, and then we're off to the races next year. I don't think it will be that easy, however, uh, but you really do need to clear that 31k level to like exhibit like a full bullish trend. However, there's also the same possibility for that to happen to the downside. If you want to look at Benjamin Cowan's thesis and, and also look into some of the data with the scares pre-halving, then that would clearly result in a break below 25. That's that's only going to happen if you break below that support level, uh, which has held the last couple of times we've tested it. So pretty much what you need to know about Bitcoin right now. On the lower time frame, you really do want clearance of this 200 MA for October to like officially commence because although we, we have had a pivot off the lows, it isn't like a full October until you clear that level that's on your lower time frames and on your more macro broader time frames for like the confirmation of like a bigger bull run um, or a bigger move you would definitely want to break this upper band here at 30k and then you wouldn't want to break below the support band because if you do break below 25k then um you know you are starting to target low 20s again so that is what you need to know on the charts but there is a lot to look forward to for 2024. And I want to talk just a little bit about where we sit from a macro Bitcoin perspective. Before I get into that, I want to remind you quickly that if you do want to trade Bitcoin, you can do so on Gains Network. There's a link in the description below, and it allows you to use any leverage from a 2x if you're relatively risk off to 150x, which I don't think you'll ever need. But for some reason, if you want to trade 150x, you can. Um, so pretty much just like a normal centralized exchange, you can toggle your leverage, put a stop, put a take profit, and you actually get oftentimes execution that is on par with the centralized exchange, but with the benefit of you being actually able to custody your own assets and hold your own die in a MetaMask wallet, uh, which is the amazing part about using a DEX. So if you haven't traded on a DEX yet, I highly recommend Gains Network. There's a variety of pairs. You've got Forex, you've got commodities as well. A lot of the major altcoins, they continue to add pairs every single month. As you can see here, there's a bunch of new pairs and there's a link in the description if you want to trade on Gains Network. So I mentioned that we are looking forward to a few fundamental catalysts. And the reason I want to mention this now is because although we're talking about October in this video, and you know I've gone through the fact that uh, historically October has been quite bullish, um, but I've also talked about the fact there can be drawdowns in pre-halving years, I kind of want to take a step back for a second, just remind you guys that there are significant tailwinds for crypto to look forward to 
in 2024 and there are some materially very positive catalysts that we may be approaching so no matter what happens in october i would just urge you not to wreck yourself don't get lost in the chop don't make rash decisions with your portfolio don't try and like fomo into this october narrative um you know crazily if you do want to trade it that's fine but you know i wouldn't go crazy like bullish or i i wouldn't also go preemptively crazy bearish either because this is really not the period i think to take extreme risk i think this is a positioning period this is the period where we set up our portfolios slowly for 2024 and 2025 because we all know post-halving peaks tend to happen in the year after the halving, which of course is 2025, not actually 2024. But if we do see some positive price performance around the halving period, then that would be great for our portfolios as well. Um, but we do have the Bitcoin spot ETF continuing to be your biggest underlying narrative, which is pretty much underpinning Bitcoin's price action. And all you need to know about the Bitcoin spot ETF approvals is that the SEC keeps delaying, but by January, we should have a decision, or in January, we should have a decision. Uh, as you can see here, the ARC ETF filing deadline is on the 10th of January, 2024. If they approve ARC, I think they have to approve a bunch of others at the same time. This could be the big date for an approval. If there's a rejection, then that's definitely a headwind. Bitcoin isn't going to respond too well to that. But if there's an approval, which I think is the probability, then that would be amazing for Bitcoin. Um, and then all the other deadlines are later in March, but I think it happens a bit earlier. So although there were a lot of bulls hoping for an October approval. We didn't get it. I think we've got to hang out a little bit longer until January. Uh, but of course, this is a big structural catalyst for Bitcoin. The effect of the inflows, I think over the long term, maybe in the short term, they aren't too impactful. But over the long term, uh, I, th I think they're going to be great for Bitcoin. But uh, beyond just the effect of maybe new liquidity coming coming into Bitcoin, I think it's great for the credibility of Bitcoin to be accessible via the stock market for older people potentially to start to get exposure to Bitcoin through their super funds. And then, you know, you also have institutions who now have less barrier to entry to trade Bitcoin and it's more regulated, which is obviously great for those big institutions and big wholesale investors. So it's clearly a bullish thing for Bitcoin, but we're just going to have to wait a little bit longer. And then the Bitcoin halving, clearly that's one of the biggest catalysts, if not the biggest catalyst in the market that's going to be happening in about 180 days. That's exciting for Bitcoin as well. As I said earlier, like Bitcoin peaks tend to happen post-halving, not pre-halving, but typically we do see some positive price action around the halving as well. And it does materially halve the new supply of Bitcoin coming onto the market, which is a positive from a supply perspective. But just know we're, we're lining up for a monumental half of 2024, so there's no reason to wreck yourself in the market now. Although if October continues to play out, and the first sign for me of that being the case would be a break of that 200 MA on the daily, then there could be some great trading opportunities. And if you're asking me what my opinion is, if I'm leaning bullish or bearish, um, it's really going to depend how we react around that 200 MA. But if we do hold above, then I would say I'm uh, bullish, at least until that scenario is invalidated. So that is pretty much uh, my opinion on October, but I have a giveaway now. So for anyone that deposited liquidity into SmartX, you are potentially about to win. Let me close my eyes and just make some random people bold. If you are in bold, you've won $200, three, four, and then let's go here. All right. So number four, number eight, number 13, number 18, and number 20. If your wallet is in bold, you have just won $200. Thanks to SmartX, who are giving out $200 in an airdrop every single week to five random people. We may change the price for next week. We keep changing it every single week. But if you do want to get involved with the SmartX giveaways, there is a link in the description. All you need to do is enter your wallet address into the farming airdrops tab, which is linked in the description. If you have deposited minimum of $50 of liquidity into either Arbitrum, Polygon, BNB, or Base, so not Ethereum, but any of the liquidity pools, which are paying some pretty insane yields. 
um, obviously do your own research, but um, it, it is essentially an AMM DEX, which allows you to deposit liquidity into pools. You get rewarded in the form of an APR. Then, yeah, you can potentially line up for a giveaway if you're lucky enough to win, like the five people uh, that did win today. So congratulations to you. If you've won $200, let me know in the comments below. If you won, uh, congratulations. And I hope you did enjoy this more like data-driven, I guess, um, approach at kind of looking at Bitcoin, a bit of a shorter show, but hopefully you enjoyed this format. And yeah, I'll see you later in the week for future shows. Peace out.